Hello everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Academic at Vertex. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my co-host Aditya and our guest Shiva today. Uh, so let's get to the to get to know uh, the manager with us. Shiva, how are you mate? I'm good. Thanks for having me guys. Right. How, how is your season going? Uh, how has it been? Uh, you know, any highlights? What do you think about this season so far? Well, it's pretty exciting, uh, to say the least. Uh, in terms of my personal season, how it's going, uh, it could have been better, but it could have been worse as well. So I, I hit my wildcard in game week nine, and I I was, you know, one of the very few on the James and Chilwell uh, double up uh, to start with. And I got, you know, plenty of points from them. But the thing that's still biting my rank is the Salah captaincy points uh, miss, that 24-pointer out of nowhere, you know, <laughs> against Man United, Liverpool score five goals. And I'm still, yeah. you know, <laughs> bearing that pain of those 24 points. I I went with Howard's cap that, that weekend. Yeah. So that makes three of us, right? That makes uh, me, you and Aditya own the same boat. Oh really? <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, no, no regrets. I mean, still, I would do the yeah, yeah. if it was all over again. Yeah. So yeah, I'm currently sitting at 109k, I think. So not something that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm uh, not happy about. I would have probably taken it after 11 game weeks if you'd have given me offer me at the start of the season. But definitely, some of the things, uh, you know, could have gone a little better. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the feel and. But just the amount of you know different uh, you know, different kind of players to get a point this season, especially the defenders, it, it's been it's been fun and it's going to be even more fun in the weeks to come now. Like ten game weeks in the next forty days, something like that. I read on the Twitter. Yeah, it, it is pretty exciting actually. It's Christmas for FPL managers too, right? Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and my co-host Aditya, how are you doing, Matt? And how is your fantasy going? Well, game week 11 uh, was great, I would say. I think I scored about like 61 points. But uh, the bench, I mean, Foster 11 points, Leveramento, I benched him 6 points, and Ruben Diaz scored 6 points. And uh, I was in a bit of a dilemma what to do with my transfers. So I decided to do uh, Saka to Son because I had like 5 in the bank, just hoping that. The run of games that Spurs have from now until for the next three four weeks that Son managed to do something, or I was supposed to do Diaz to Conceo, but uh, since I had a plan of benching a City player uh, in game week eleven, since it was the Manchester derby, I was like fine instead of benching Conceo, you know, I'd rather just get in an attacking player and hope for the best, and uh, it didn't turn out well with City comfortably using pass against United and they keep they also kept a clean sheet so I don't have a lot to say but I'm just pissed with Manchester United over the last few weeks God knows what is happening in that club and what is going to happen over the next few weeks we'll definitely discuss it a bit later because you know United is always a, a good topic to discuss you know make fun of you for supporting them uh, mainly but yeah uh, so Shiva let's get to hear a bit better so, like in general, how many years have you played FPL and what is the style that you think you have adopted in those years and, you know, what do you, what do you want to improve maybe, you know, what, what is your aim this season? 
I've been playing for 15 years. Uh, 15 years? Oh, this is my 15th year. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I mean, I still remember the day when I found this game. Uh, but in 2006, that time I was back in India, you know, nobody knew about FPL. So it was kind of hard, you know, to <laughs> explain to people what uh, you're doing. But I've always enjoyed it. And I mean, that those days, right, like, maybe last five six years there has been this talk okay what's your style of play and stuff like that but that time it was just like a game okay there was nothing like okay for the entire week you are thinking about yeah. transfer you know you're trying to make a movie it's, it was wasn't like that it was like just a game okay half an hour before the deadline just log in okay what's your looking like what's the red top mark player get him out somebody who has a good fixture you know and go on so and like by the time is double game week and those things came into picture i think in that early time it was not the case like people didn't used to follow all those uh, structure at least i didn't so my first few years i mean i don't think like i you know saved my chips for the double game weeks and stuff but yeah i mean definitely last uh, i think six eight years uh, things have been pretty serious about like you know I've, i've been taking this game pretty seriously and my style if you ask me i mean i'm i'm i like to you know play by fixtures as, as you might have <laughs> figured by my Howard's uh, captain instead of Salah that game week so I usually prefer fixture for form but uh, like I'm, I'm kind of you know opportunistic manager if I see some opportunity you know I wouldn't uh, mind to take you know some some risky options as well so just like right now on my game week nine wildcard I know it's going to sound mad but I went without uh, Trent and i know it's not like that he is not a good choice and i definitely regret that now but if i really look at the points that i gained from chilwell and james together then it really does, hasn't hasn't made any difference in terms of points but yes i'm going to get him back but that was just you know a small patch of three game weeks i thought maybe uh, double city defense instead of trent could help me i mean who who thought that you know they trent would you know haul like 10 pointer versus united and 12 pointers against west ham last week i mean and city didn't keep clean sheets but yeah <laughs> so yeah i mean that that's the way it is like i, I like to take a uh, few risks uh, in that's my playing style always has been but not something you know uh, like i will use my um, chips very early on or i will always save them for the later part of the season so in terms of planning and everything uh, i've been pretty cautious manager of late in that sort of way Mm. So yeah, I mean, do you are you someone who likes to take the risk, you know, uh take some hits, you know, uh differentiate from the from the template, you know, I, th- I think uh I, I personally am someone who just likes to to be different sometimes, you know, always calculate risks and stuff. I mean, by the hardest captaincy, you might be that kind of person, but do you do that a lot? Yeah, I mean, not a lot, but I have always thought that, you know, to I'm playing this game against some people right who have a similar thoughts like you so obviously you won't have like even different players from the other but you have to find that one or two players at least who will you know who stand out from the other team so and unfortunately sala is making this game you know little bit i won't say boring but currently there is no point in you know thinking about going away from even for a captaincy wise so in that way when when it is as straightforward as what sala inform is right now no but if there is an opportunity uh, yes i mean 
again coming back to Havertz captaincy, Salah was playing at United, you know, and most of us thought okay, United will give a good game, even if it was you know two nil victory, it it still should have been okay, right? But like twenty four pointer, yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bright moment for for, for us, uh, you know, brave Havertz captains who you know saw him blank in the seven goal game. Uh, it was definitely not a good moment uh, in the season. Uh, but yeah, you definitely get some of those moments in FPL, but they just make the the good moments a bit better, you know. So I mean, you definitely have to remember a moment in your FPL career uh, where you just you know loved this game. Uh, which was it? Uh, I mean, I have to. If I have to point one, is like that probably would be um, a Guerrero four goal haul versus uh, Leicester. I think it was, and it, it is more because you know the kind of rank climb I made. It was in the middle of a season, but I was actually planning to sell Guerrero for Kane that time, uh, and I ended up not doing it, and instead, you know, going ahead with captain captaining him, and that was like you know huge green arrow for me so that is one of the mm, things that i remember sanchez triple captaincy for you know 25 pointer into three like 75 pointer from your triple captain yeah that is still one of the things i remember uh, apart from that you know like your captain hall is usually but the more more i remember i remember you know good points is based on how much rank i gain you know instead mm-hmm. of you know how big how big a score it may mm. because sometimes it doesn't doesn't make any uh, difference. Like first game week of this season was weird, right? Like ninety mm. points was a pretty bad score. So it all yeah, depends. Relative. I mean, personally, my favorite hole, uh, and I've mentioned this again and again, but it was uh, Antonio's four goals against Norwich because I had captain him, so he got twenty six points, which uh, took me from thirty k to five k ish, and uh, yeah, I think wow. I think the price was significant. Uh, and maybe the reason why I, I just remember it so much. Aditya, I don't really remember which one was yours. Uh, nothing we've discussed it ever. So you can share it with us too. Yeah, for me, I think uh, I think it was Salah against Watford where he managed to score four goals. Uh, I think... An assist? An assist, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think four goals and one assist, I think. And uh, I think, and, and, and another one would be I think it was Aguero against Huddersfield, wherein we got the rumors that Aguero was benched and people transferred him out. It was I think it was start of one of the seasons three years back or something. It was game week two or something. And I remember one of these Guardian journalists or Telegraph I hope I don't know which one just said that Aguero is benched or something and he scored a hat trick. So <laughs> a lot of times wherein. Uh, things unexpectedly go your way, or uh, or they go your way for a certain reason. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I, I agree there. Uh, so I think we've, we've covered some of the, you know, we've uh, got to know uh, should be a bit better. And I think we're ready to, you know, talk a bit about the next game week and you know uh, what is ahead of us. Uh, so I think uh, you know what stands out this game is, uh, you know, I think the city defense which has. You know, has been a hot topic. Uh, you know, besides that, United uh, fixtures are getting a bit better. So, but again, yeah, the Tottenham uh, hotspur issue, which is something I'd like to discuss with you guys. Uh, you know, with Conte in the in the you know training team right now, you know he the new manager bounced 
do we definitely think that with the fixtures Tottenham is going to be, uh, you know, Kane and Son? Are they going to be those, you know, differential captains against Salah? And are they actually going to be, you know, worth it, the shot and the transfer? Uh, you know, I think this is a really concerning issue for FPL managers. Shiva, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, this is the topic that has been going on on FPL community for the whole international break and for sure will go on till the deadline. But uh, and I've, I've also, I have Son in my team and I am thinking to get Kane in for Vardy. I have two free transfers. So to answer in uh, you know a straightforward way, yeah, I, I do feel that they will be good assets to own. But obviously there are, the more you, you know, lean lean into or looking into stats and you know things how Spurs have been playing you tend to think that probably going for a captaincy bit a bit of too much and if you look at their ownership uh, i mean stone is still about 20 percent owned but if you look at kane's ownership owning him alone is a kind of a differential so you don't need to you know go double down and and captain him obviously it would work wonders if you, you know want to target like a very high uh, rank jump but i think just having them itself is a, a differential so salah in his current form at least i am not going to you know <laughs> move away from him after i'm still dealing with that uh, 24 pointer so yeah can see wise no but in terms of fiction i mean if you really see leeds burnley brentford and norwich those four three are at home conte as new manager every team member will be willing to 110 percent you know we, we know how the honeymoon period works for new manager and conte especially spurs players would be eager to show him you know what 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 they are made of and they want to they must uh, be willing to show you know what they're all about and give give their best so i really think that they are going to win like in matches out of these four at least if not all four burnley away can go either way but still burnley you know even if like that looks like a fixture which is like tougher in those four still Burnley haven't been like you know uh, like old Burnley where they are just parking the bus they are still sometimes pressing high leaving the gaps in the midfield so I really think I mean I wouldn't be surprised if Spurs end up scoring you know two goals each in these four games and Spurs score goals uh, I mean Ken and Son who else you look apart from those two that that can score I mean I'm definitely bullish on that and Going back to the you know fa- factor of how you play this game, uh, there are not many premiums apart from Salah right now. You know you can target and see okay this, this is a good patch of fixtures that you have, uh, and Spurs are definitely one. I mean, I don't get this you know narrative about you know Kane transfer didn't work out his mind is not in here i mean he's a professional footballer i mean chris you play football right i know that can be on uh, your mind for some time or some games but when the conte is the new manager you have the contract you know you don't know whether man city will come back for you kane surely has to forget all that i, I can't keep you know you can't keep thinking that kane will never go back to best when he's playing for tottenham i i don't get that narrative yeah, I actually agree with you. I think uh, the hat trick with England definitely helped his confidence because he, I think, you know, hat trick is always something uh, good for a striker. You know, uh, to get his uh, form back. I think he needs to prove a point. Uh, he did. He was a really good player the, the previous seasons, but right now he's just uh, for me. He, he ju- he's just an average average striker who doesn't really care about right now. So that's what he shows. And I think if he wants to keep being selected, because I think Conte will. 
do anything to motivate his players. I think if they don't perform well, he won't uh, be you know be shy to bench them. And I think uh, he has a point to prove. But then again, uh, if you're gonna pick one of them, it's still hard. I think it's very team dependent because for someone who hasn't hasn't uh, isn't owning a premium striker, I think it's a bit harder to reach Kane. And, you know, the price yeah. tags are a bit sharp too. So if you're not going to captain them in any game, you might think there's gonna, there's better value elsewhere. Uh, but that, that's definitely form-dependent too. If they, if they seem to gain some form, you know, uh, going on, you might even captain them against Norwich maybe or even Burnley. Uh, I think I have two free, two free transfers and I think if anyone does, uh, you should try to find a plan with at least one of them. And I agree that the, the ownership allows you to gain points without captaining, which is pretty good. Uh, for, you know, the premium is still a premium, right? They can still uh, deliver big points. And, you know, if, if Son or Kane get a 13, 16 pointer, it's still a substantial rank game. So I think uh, I'll definitely include them in my thoughts. But, and you know, I think. So. Go on, Sorry, go on. For, for captaincy, I mean, this is a little bit a tricky time to think about, like, okay, if I. What's the point in owning this premium if not I'm not going to captain him? The thing is, the way Salah is playing right now, I don't think any serious FPL manager is going away with Salah captaincy. Like we have been seeing, the effective ownership is being like close to 200%. So does that mean then, apart from Salah, we should not have any premiums in our team? No, right? I mean, it's just that usually that that makes sense. Like if you are not captaining that particular player which is about 11.5 or 12 million you probably shouldn't have in your team but the way Salah is playing he's going to be the captain so that actually that uh, essentially makes the game for 10 players each so you should you know probably get differentials who are and if they are premium it's it's better right so I mean in that way I think it's probably a better time to get on some premium who is also differential yeah I think I think uh, I didn't really think of it like that i think uh what you said is pretty it's a pretty good argument i think um, i might actually try to get them in regardless if i'm going to captain them and you know if they hit some form i think i will be in a good position to be able to captain them Aditya, do you agree with the whole combo are you going to get some one of them yeah i mean as i said last game week i mean i did make the move from saka to son because i shifted my front funds from ronaldo who i had and right up till game week 7 or 8 and since I put my money in the midfield I had to switch to Son so I think if you go with Kane then it gives you an option to move to Ronaldo in the future or maybe get Lukaku or just having the option up front now ownership wise I think Kane is about like under 8% and whereas Son is close to I think 20% so I, I think so, as far as what I saw against Everton, although that was just the first game and, you know, you, you can't really take a lot of things out from that. It's just the first game. The players get better over time when they are used to the manager's play style and with more sessions and all. Kane looked like someone who who was playing well up front, who was finding himself in good positions and also was kind of ahead whenever, whenever they were on the break and all. And their fullbacks also looked very impressive. Especially both Regulon and Emerson. So, I think uh, going with one of Son and Kane and one of Regulon and Emerson, if you want to target their next 
few runoff fixtures might be great. But in terms of captaincy, again, I think we have, as even Shiva said, and even as we have been saying over the last few episodes, we have learned the lesson, right, of not captaining Salah, and it basically costed us in uh, not two, uh, two game weeks back when Liverpool played United and Salah scored a hat-trick. So, uh, I mean, I think at the moment, just uh, stick with Salah is better at this point. But having one of Son and Kane... And uh, if you're happy getting one of their fullbacks is probably the ideal plan for the next four weeks. Yeah, uh, I personally wouldn't uh, waste the uh, transfer on a, on a Spurs defender. I think the template defense is too good at the moment. I think, you know, uh, Liverpool, Chelsea and City, uh, along with Livermento maybe, uh, who is definitely the best value defender. Uh, I, think, I think that's a pretty you know fixed uh, back line. But yet again... I want to discuss about Man City because their fixtures uh, get it good. They get really good, actually, for a long, long time. And, you, and we know that City's, you know, they're a bit fixture-proof, let's be honest. Uh, they're playing Everton, uh, West Ham, Aston Villa before Watford, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, Leicester, Brentford, which in my eyes, it's a pretty good run. And I think, uh, I, think I'm, I want to be in a triple-up uh, in that run. And, you know, I currently have Kyle Walker and Phil Foden. And I'm just, you know, um, I think Cancel is my next move. But I think uh, it's going to be a good uh, debate whether we need to get two defenders or, atta- or two attackers because goals are going to come, clean sheets are going to come. But where is the, uh, the points going to be more and where can we find more value? What are your thoughts, Shiva? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> I agree with you on that point in terms of their defense because on my game week nine wildcard, I went with uh, four at the back and two Chelsea fullbacks and Dash, Diaz and Cancelo were the ones I went with. And my initial plan was to, you know, go uh, change Diaz to Trent after the Liverpool's game with Arsenal. And I'm still planning to do that. But just when you look at City play, you, you can almost say certainly that, you know, against Everton, it's going to be a clean sheet. And West Ham, even they're in good form, I think kind of hard to say them getting much of a ball against City or against anyone. And after that, their their fixtures are pretty good. And given that there is a fixture congestion period coming up and Diaz already has his rest in the Premier League already, I'm thinking that Diaz might be the better option uh, for City defenders going forward. I, I just see him playing uh, each game, even over that uh, congestion Christmas period. So I think he's a little bit underrated pick right now. But given his uh, nailness, if you can, I think he he's a good pick. Then you know, uh, sometimes he, he appears to be. But in attack, you know, right now I don't any attackers. But I'm I was actually burned by four and eighteen pointer. But again, after in la- last two games, I think he blanked, so it kind of evened out with the uh, Howard's move. Their attackers, I think Foden looks pretty good, even the, their fixtures and in terms of his place in the team. Uh, now, currently, he looks looks pretty good to have, but like, depends. Like, now Jota also is a good option. So, if you want to stay defense only with City, I think that's also a good idea because now you're not seeing that kind of Man City. You know, if they're like 2 nil up, they're trying to, you know, hold off a game and get the three points secured. Uh, unlike you know Liverpool, who can you know go for three, four, five, uh, like they went against United. So, I think owning City defenders is probably a better idea uh, with the fixtures and congestion periods to come. That's what, that's what I think. 
Yeah, I, I think the point you made about Diaz and the fixture congestion period, I think that's a really good point because I, I have Walker currently and I was thinking of getting Conchelle, but uh, in that period, I think, you know, these games, that be, they're going to be, you know, really close to each other. I think I might think twice before getting Conchelle because, before, because I think, you know, Diaz is, uh, I think he's a half a million cheaper, if I'm not mistaken. And I think he's going to be the one to start all the games, or at least uh, the majority. As can tell, I think, even though he, he does start uh, often this season, more often than not, definitely, he's missed one or two games, I think, barely. But I, I still think they're going to try to, you know, I think he's a bit, sometimes he can be injury prone. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know, not accurate at this, but I think they'll try to preserve him a bit more than the others. I think Diaz is someone who's going to be more nailed, you know, more rotation, uh, you know, m less rotation prone. So I think for six million, you know, half a million cheaper. I think, I think if you don't, if you have Cancel, you obviously keep him. But I think DS might be the move for me. And you know, I think a double up is gonna be a really good choice, and a differential actually, because I think many are double Chelsea defense, which I'm actually thinking of uh, moving off. But yeah, it's a it's a really tough uh, choice here. Aditya, are you in double Man City defense or are you planning to do that? Uh, no, I don't have double Man City defense. And at the moment, uh, as, as I think, as we all know, I think Lukaku is back in training is what I saw now. So I think it's time for us to say goodbye to Kai Havertz. He could, he could probably have another game week and then uh, probably he loses his place to Lukaku. But my immediate concern at this point is for me, I need to transfer out Havertz. So it's either one of Foden or Diego Jota is what I'm looking at this point. So, I mean, DS, right? In game week 8 is when I use my wildcard. And I got Diaz and they played Burnley and he got benched. He got rested. So, as even Shiva said and as what we are hoping and as what we have seen even in the last season, Diaz is someone who Guardiola trusts a lot and uh, who is not that kind of rotated very often. So, over the next couple of game weeks in such a shorter run, I hope he's the one who stays. And with Canseo, I mean, we have been saying that he'll get rotated or Zinchen goes back, but he has been hauling silently there. But uh, uh, we don't know when that Pep Roulette is going to strike on regarding the full-backs. So... I think DS is safe. If you have DS, keep him. If you have Kanseo, keep him. If you're going to double up, as you said, if you feel like moving away from a double Chelsea to a double City makes sense, rather than getting someone like Foden and going instead with Jota and Salah, then you can probably walk around and uh, structure your team in that case. So, both the ways, it, it looks great. I mean, we know how well City play. Offensively and defensively, I mean, over the last few game weeks, they have kind of struggled to keep clean sheets. Uh, so, which is kind of a bit disappointing, but, uh, you know, football itself is unpredictable, right? You never know. Like, did we honestly imagine City losing to Crystal Palace? Yeah, they are sort of a bogey team, but losing 2 and not even managing to score 1 was kind of surprising, right? The game is so unpredictable. Uh... That's what I want to say. Just go ahead with the options you feel are better at this point. So it just depends on who you want in the midfield, whether it's Jota or Foden, and then you can get a double City defender you know, moving away from one of the Chelsea guys. 
So, so interestingly, just because you both of you said that uh, probably time to go off uh, double Chelsea and switch to double City, would you guys advise me? Because I'm looking at getting Trent in place of uh, Diaz probably next week. Instead of Diaz, uh, would you guys advise me to get Trent uh, for one of uh, James and Chilwell and keep Diaz? Um, if I if I may speak first, I think I currently have just rigor. Which is not really fun. It hasn't been fun this past few game weeks. It, it's really been uh, a pain to you know see James Hall again and again, and she will get uh, so many goals. But I personally think if I had James or Chilwell, both of them, I think I'd actually try to move off one of them. Not because they're not good. Chelsea is gonna keep clean sheets, but I just think uh, you know just the case of rotation and the you know the fixtures that Albert makes. Uh, and then again, in the fixture congestion period, I can see some massive rotation from Tuchel. Uh, you know, I think Hatzir Doi can play right wing back. Alonso is there. We have many defenders. Aspili Quareta can play right wing back. And I think the rotation is going to be there, especially in that Christmas period where the games are going to be, uh, you know, so close to each other. And I think Chelsea also have the Club World Cup, if I'm not mistaken. Which is yeah, something you should... Yeah, think I think that got moved to January or I'm not sure... Uh, I'm not fully aware, but, you know, I think when you're looking on, in the horizon, you, you, you might still want to consider it a bit, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I think I'm just, you know, worried that I'll get the wrong one out. <laughs> the whoever I sell out of Chilwell and James yeah, will end uh, up hauling. I do think Chilwell is a bit more nailed than James because the only direct replacement for Chilwell, you know, rotation-wise, is Alonso, who I don't think Tuchel trusts as much. He, he didn't give him... The chance, and he was playing quite well uh, at the start of the season. But when Chilwell is in form, Alonso is nowhere near his level, in my opinion. So James, he's he's been playing really well, but again, the competition for that sport is much much more, and I think uh, he might lose his place more often than you know uh, Chilwell. But then again, you you could say that James can also play at wide centre back. So it's it's a tricky yeah. point. So you, you, it's really a headache for you at the moment. It's been a blessing, but it's gonna be a headache, I think. Yeah, I mean that—that's the reason on game week nine. I really thought, okay, three fixtures are a little bit difficult for Liverpool. Let's go with double Chelsea and double City and get Trent later on. And you know, he like two double-digit hauls against United and West Ham. It was like, it—it it kind of worked out. I didn't like it lose in terms of points. I got those from the other two, but you know, this Trent point still, you know. I could have easily gone with him and not one of these, and you know, would be on the same point with one transfer saved. Yeah, I think Trent's pictures turn really nice too. If you yeah, look at them, yeah. it's it's all greens except for Chelsea and Everton, which is definitely not a tough fixture. I think it's uh, it should be a clean sheet in my opinion. So I think with the the Liverpool fixtures there that we can we can see the clean sheets and we can see goals. So I can see why people are want, want to get Jota too. Uh, you know, triple up if you have Trent, Salah, and Jota. I can see that too. I just think Trent is a premium asset right at the moment. He's a premium defender and he's a premium midfielder too. I think he's a, he's a bit of an everything there, and he's at seven point seven million right now. Yeah, and he's yeah. still quite low owned. If I think thirty thirty percent is a bit, it's criminally under owned. I think for what he can offer, you know, offensively. I think he he, he yeah. should be in more teams. But yeah, I think for someone like me who has Rudiger. Uh, not a fullback. I think um, a shift to you know second city defender could be the move. But again, if I'm gonna get Rudiger, uh, you know, replace him for Diaz, 
where is the upside, right? So that's why Cancelo is there in my thoughts. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. Uh, Aditya, are you looking to shift from some, you know, your Chelsea defenders? Do you have two? Do you have a double up? I'm not sure. No, no, I don't have a double up. Uh, my five defenders are Livermento, Diaz, Trent, Reese, James, and Ben White. So I'm kind of very much settled with my back five, and I'm not going to play around with that. Although last week, yeah. as I said, I was considering Diaz to Canseo, but I got in so on. So unfortunately, I can't do anything with my defense at this point. Mm, yeah, I think I think you have James, you know, just James. You might want to keep him because you wouldn't like to get, to go away from Chelsea defense. The, the effective ownership there, I think it's a bit too high. And they can still keep many clean sheets. So I'd be, I'd be really cautious there. But do you guys think I should sell Kai Havertz? Do you, do you have him? Uh, Shiva, do you, you still have him? Yeah, I mean, I have Havertz and he is my planned transfer out this week. And uh, probably he's going to bring me funds which I need for Kane. <laughs> because if, he might get, you know, one more game uh, against Leicester. And even, you know, he has been in uh, good form, uh, at least for Germany, not for Chelsea that much, in good scoring form. So I won't be surprised, you know, even after Lukaku comes back, he keeps his place. But... He, he was not someone who I brought in, you know, to keep long term anyway. So I'm definitely getting uh, rid of him this week and probably, you know, downgrade him to some of the bench uh, fodder option because I want to get uh, Vardy upgraded to hopefully I can call that as an upgrade <laughs> to Kane. Yeah, Vardy hasn't been really good lately. He's been a... Yeah, I mean, that was the move all uh, most of us did, right? I mean, his fixtures look pretty good. He scored like four goals in five and after that the reason why you know i would have kept wardy for his fixtures after chelsea uh otherwise but i saw the last two leicester games and it looks like leicester game is no more around wardy uh, like like it used to be like just you know on the break they used to just pass the ball to wardy and somehow he just used to get shot off and score goals so it's not like that even if now when they score goals it's a little bit of intricate passing you know and Yenacho or uh, Tillemans involved. So I and Tillemans, that, is, Tillemans is injured. So I think that that's uh, pushing me to sell uh, Vardy. Yeah, yeah. Even though the fixtures turn nice, you know. I think he's going to be a sell. But I think I'm going to give Havertz uh, maybe the, the, uh, the game against Leicester. Leicester are really bad defensively. And Havertz has been... His form is quite good. After the Norwich game, of course, when I got him, he's, he has been scoring and being involved. I think I might give him the game, in, in even if I, you know, except if I want to free some, up some funds. So yeah, it, it depends on who I go for. Actually, if I go Vardy to Kane, I might have to sell him. So yeah, I think it's a move dependent uh, transfer there. Aditya, are you thinking the same? I mean, for me, uh, as I said, for me, Havertz goes out for either uh, Foden or Diego Jota. So that's what I'm looking at the moment. Because I have two free transfers and I have to like use, I have to at least use one so that I can roll over the other. But looking at my squad at a larger picture, I have Ivan Tony and Mbwemo who turned out to be those, you know, those uh, f- frauds who didn't get us those expected points as we were expecting over this run of games. So I have to even ship them out. So I'm looking a bit even there. So. I could possibly get in. I am more certain of going for Foden or Jota at this point. But as we get closer to deadline, I don't know what I'll end up doing. 
Yeah, it's definitely a bit of a tough choice. I think if I were you, I'd wait uh, on those. I think, you know, the Harvard, uh, you know, sorry, Jota and Foden debate is a bit of a tough one. So I think if you want, I, I think you could give him the Leicester game, given that he's likely to start. And I think you, sh- you could, you know, collect some more data on, you know, Foden and Jota, you know, pick the right one. I'm not saying yeah. that's wrong, but I have two free transfers. So I have to waste one somewhere now. It's gone to yeah. a point wherein I have to get rid of someone. So that is the thing. Like I hardly have like point nine. So I don't know if whether if I have to remove Brian Embuem and getting someone like Gallagher and just do something. So I could even do that, but it's either Foden or Jota is what I'm thinking at this point because. I think once Tukel gives us more info during the press conference, we'll have a better idea whether Lukaku is going to start or he's going to come off the bench. So he's just started training today, so more likely I think he might come off the bench. I, I agree. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I think, you know, with the international break coming, new manager bounces are all over the place, actually. Uh, Newcastle have sacked uh, the manager and they've got uh, Eddie Howe. How 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 is that pronounced? I'm not sure. I think I murdered it. But yeah, uh, could the Wilson Fraser double up be back? Uh, Aston Villa with Stevie G. That's gonna be a really interesting one. I just you know and you know Norwich with Dean Smith. But I think we shouldn't really discuss Norwich until we actually see something from them because they've been the worst team by a country mile in my opinion. Uh, I think that's everyone's opinion actually. Uh, so Newcastle Wilson uh, more specifically. Are we, you know, he's got some nice fixtures. Are we looking there as a, as out of the box thinking? You know, he's been a proven asset. He's been, you know, someone who's delivering the points over the years. Do we think that the manager is going to help him find, uh, you know, some form? And, you know, is the team going to perform better? Shiva, do you think it might be worth looking at them? Yeah, I mean, Newcastle's next four fixtures, again, they are they have three very good home fixtures coming up. Arsenal is the only fixture, you know, which is not that good. But, I mean, uh, signed an attacking manager, that, that's one thing. And they have a history going back to Bournemouth when, you know, uh, Eddie Howe and uh, Wilson, they, they were together at uh, Bournemouth. So, I think Wilson uh, is a good shout. And, you know, if for some reason I end up going not going for Kane, then I, I think I will look to, you know, uh, downgrade Wadi to Callum Wilson because his next three out of four fixtures are pretty good. And again, as you said, new manager bounce plus, you know, style of uh, attacking style of play of Eddie Howe. I think Newcastle uh, should some uh, should score some goals. And, you know, uh, Callum Wilson, I, I think he should, he should be a very good option. And I think his price has also dropped a little bit, like a 7 point three or seven point four now so yeah definitely i think he, he's a good option uh especially if you are you know uh, trying to move away from tony <laughs> i know people have had a terrible times like i'm i'm one of those who have been owning double up uh and tony but i'm planning to keep them for long but if somebody is looking to move tony and they have something in uh in the bank then wilson is definitely uh, good option to see, but I mean, both of those manager uh, managerial appointments, Aston Villa and Newcastle, both are attacking managers, and I definitely won't go for any of the defensive assets. But uh, Newcastle attacking assets, I think Wilson looks looks uh, really good. Yeah, I think I think uh, 
I personally wouldn't. If going Brentford, I think I personally wouldn't sell Tony just now. I think I think you can wait on him. He's got some pretty you know decent fixtures where he could you know uh, punish the sellers. So I think I'm gonna hold for now. But I think for Vardy, you know, he he does free up some funds, and I think you know despite the fact that I might have to watch Newcastle games, uh, he could be you know a good player to own over that period. And it's gonna it's gonna be a, a really a really interesting. Uh, as we close up to game week twelve, I think it's gonna be many, many different transfer plans, and which is really exciting because it's right now where the you know the the template differentiates more than ever. I think so. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be a really uh, interesting way to see it things. And I think in the forward line, there isn't much better value there. I think I mean Jesus, you wouldn't really want to get him. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's he's the best of choices. Jimenez. Wolves are not really convincing. And then again, it's below the, the price tag. There's Wood. There's, uh, I, the only other options I would actually consider from the cheaper attackers is Edward, maybe Benteke too, because that Palace team should do well over the, the good run. But I think Wilson is a more proven asset. So I think you you might want to you know put your money on someone who's been proven to score more goals. Aditya, do you think he's, he's the best value cheaper forward right now? I mean, for all the three clubs, those who have appointed new managers, I think, again, wait and watch is what I would really, really like to say at this point. Although Wilson and Fraser, and they have played under Eddie Howe, so they know the way they played at Bournemouth. So I think Wilson is someone who we should be keeping our eyes on. I think at least for the next two weeks, just see how Newcastle play and then uh, maybe get him for the those run-off fixtures after game week 14 onwards. Uh, but other than that, <clears throat> in terms for Villa and all, I think Watkins, Ings and their fullbacks. Because I think Stevie G played a bit of an offensive style of game uh, for Rangers. So they kind of use their fullbacks uh, while attacking a lot. And they kind of use their wingers a bit to overlap and just cut in inside. So... I think we'll have to see again how they play, although uh, their runoff games are not that great for Villa. So I think wait and see how they play for the next 3-4 weeks and then decide. I think it's only Wilson uh, in terms of our discussion at 7.3. Yes, I think uh, uh, they play Norwich and Burnley and Leicester. So that's 14, 15, 16. Those three games are looking good. Even Brentford, right? let's see what happens. He could end up scoring in game week 12 itself. So... Uh, if you're on a wild card, I think uh, people will definitely go for Wilson. And I would also say maybe go with just Antonio and Wilson as your front two. And go with Son or you go with Kane and you play around with your funds here and there. That's it, It's just completely, uh, it's up to you basically how you want to structure your team and how you want to like uh, spread your funds. Because I think Mikel Antonio is someone like we have put him in a very... Uh, uh, what do you say, non-transferable zone for us because I think so. He's someone who will haul at some point. He's been consistent this season, but the last few weeks, I mean, the last two game weeks, so-called, he's just been getting those two pointers. Although I think he scored for Jamaica in the international break, so I just hope that his form turns around. But again, with fixture congestion, uh, congestive period turning up and historically Antonio being sort of an injury-prone player, or there would we will be probably seeing occasions wherein he'll be rotated in the league 
also i think even the europa league west ham are through so they might not play him over there so we'll have to wait and see so i think antonio is someone i'm going to keep if not maybe wilson looks good for the next 4 5 weeks just hoping i was just lo- i was just uh, looking at fixtures if you are on the wild card uh, you can actually go for wilson for next 4 weeks when he has three great home fixtures and on 16 game week i think antonio's fixtures again change after chelsea home at uh, game week 15 after game week 16 antonio plays burnley arsenal norwich southampton watford crystal palace so i think that's again the uh, run of games where uh, antonio would be you know right amongst the transfers in i currently don't have him but i definitely plan to bring him back around game week 16 yeah i think it's a valid plan mate. Yeah, definitely i think wilson for that uh, stretch w- would be a nice uh, punt and i think sometimes it's good to take short punts you know it helps i think you know you might be a bit less flexible then but i think it's good to target some fixture runs you know where people are just you know afraid to go there but you know i think antonio i personally wouldn't sell i think they're going to manage his minutes he's quite essential for the team so i don't think he'll be benched more than once or twice and that's that's definitely something that i think will not happen more times i think he's going to be managed a lot with the europa league too So I, I wouldn't be afraid of him. I just think you just keep him until he breaks. Uh, I think that's my my view on Antonio. He, he's someone who who's just in a team that are in a really really good state. Their form is great. Players are are you know linking up perfectly. I think Bowen, Benrama, Fornos behind him are just you know they're fire at the moment. So I think goals are gonna keep coming and he's gonna be involved just like he was before. So. I would definitely definitely try to keep him but again on a wild card you could differentiate uh you, you could go elsewhere but I think the value there is just too much on that player so yeah I personally wouldn't uh I wouldn't really love to sell him so yeah I think we're now uh, approaching that period where I think you know I think the bench is going to matter more than ever do we try to spread out the funds a bit more to have a good bench or are we are we still keeping the you know the same mindset of you know focusing on the starting 11 and having one two semi good bench options i mean i personally have two bench options right now and they're both valid i think uh, i always have two playing uh, options right now but i think a third might might actually be uh, a move because i think when you also want to have some upside players and you know with the uh, christmas period coming up close It's going to be tricky because I think many players miss out on those uh with those blanks and it's just a you know a massacre very often. So what what are your, what are your thoughts Shiva? What are you planning to do? How's your uh you know how's your team going to be shape up? Yeah, I mean this congestive fixture period is always the time when you should have at least uh, one good bench option if not two. Uh and uh, actually this season is has been a little bit that way since the start so especially for me like uh, when i wild card in game week 9 uh, the kind of players i went with in my wild card team like uh, uh, two chelsea full backs and cancelo uh, i always knew there there would be a game week you know where one or more would be benched and would not come on so uh, 
currently I have like for uh, my first and second bench are you know quite good players Livramento and Mbuemo currently I, I have them on my first or second bench so I think I'll keep that structure I'll have some uh, decent players on first and second bench options to come on because uh, it's, it is said that this congestion period is kind of overrated not many players get rotated you know as as much as you know we FPL managers think but you know, uh, when there is a only one day gap between the two fixtures for some teams, it's uh, like uh, a, a type of fixtures where or type of fixture and where they have to you know rest some of the players. So definitely bench strength uh, comes into picture. But one more thing I I, I want to you know uh, keep into mind in this kind of uh, festive fixture period is like don't look at your points you know at uh, just one game week points. Like if there are game weeks you know distance like two days three days apart if couple of your players get benched on say sunday's game then tuesday they might be starting and some of the other players might get benched you know so it sometimes the uh those kind of things you know even it themselves out so you don't need to think too much about it so i wouldn't you know worry about the structure too much and you know sell some good players make cash and get my bench strengthened but definitely if you have like all three of your bench options as non-playing then i think i would definitely find time between now to you know start of the uh, festive period to you know get some good bench options to come you know 11. yeah i think you're right i think uh people are gonna get benches you know everywhere i think the everyone's gonna suffer so but i just, I just think you might wanna you know if you have a strong bench then, then the benchings are you know affecting you a bit less you you can smile a bit through the the pain of bench because you might have some jammy bench points here and there as people already have right now i think a good bench is always benefiting you uh whether you have headaches sometimes i think you you can always benefit long term but yeah i think uh we shouldn't really pay too much attention to that i think aditya do you have a full playing bench yes i do i do at the moment just considering game week 12 my bench is Robert Sanchez, although he's not going to play. It's Hangi Chen, MWMO and Ben White. So, I've always kind of stuck to having a decent amount of players on the bench who can get me those odd points if needed. So, uh, I think just having maybe two players, two good players coming on if needed is should be more than sufficient as what Shiva said. So, I don't think you need to stress a lot. And sometimes you see rotations, sometimes you don't. And uh, you need to be patient over this run of games. Like uh, forms, teams, forms, and all also changes a lot in this you know tight run of games. As as you hardly hardly have a day or a two break in between. Some teams play very quickly. Some teams get a decent amount of break. So be patient. And let's wait for more information. But have a decent playing bench. I would say. Rather than getting zero points, having a one or two pointers coming on, if you're forced to have those players coming on, I think you should be happy and you should take it and move on. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely agree there. I think we've covered a substantial amount of topics, and I think uh, we can go into the you know our plans for the near future and the next game week, but also the captaincy. So I think we should start with the captaincy, and you know I think uh, besides Salah, you know I think. We, we could have a discussion this time round because uh, he's playing Arsenal. And, you know, I also thought United would give them a tough game and they didn't. But Arsenal might just be uh, a bit of a you know, tired game, or, even though he's, he's been, you know, he's been scoring against them since, you know, 
I can since he came play for Liverpool. So I'm not sure whether betting against him would be wise. But I think we should, you know, at least discuss some other options uh, that we think might be viable. So off the top of my head, I can think of you know the Spurs assets, Son and Kane. But then again, uh, Leeds. I think Leeds have conceded the less big chances in in the recent times, which is some a stat that I was really really uh, shocked to you know to find out about because I think Leeds have always been the the target fixture you know uh, among the you know the, the promoted side last year and this year again amongst the promoted sides they've been always the fixture to target against big teams so with that stat in mind do we think there are some other options that we could you know uh, think of at least Shiva. Man City fixtures against Everton also looks good in terms of captaincy if you want to go that way. Uh, obviously, uh, Pep's reality is a, is a big question mark. But, you know, as, as I said on my even uh, meet the manager video with FF Scout Joe, like uh, the captaining defenders is not a good thing. Uh, is kind of this is a frowned upon thing in the community. But I don't really agree to that. If, you know, somebody can say for sure, like Cancelo starts 100% for this game, I think he is a really, really good options, especially with the given the things he is putting the attacking numbers in. Uh, I think he is the uh, highest for you know progressive passes into the attacking third uh, overall for a game. That was a kind of a freak stat I came came into uh, notice on on the Twitter today. So he really is like kind of standout or you know kind of a differential option if you want to go that way. Uh, and Foden also, if you own Foden, he's also, he, he looked pretty good. Uh, he didn't get any attacking returns last two games, but I think he hit the post last game and he was always involved. So I think he can definitely look uh, into as a captain option. But as you are saying, like we, we are all talking about like in, in place of Salah, what are other options? But that's the main point in place of Salah. Would you, would you go that way? Like, you know, like whatever number of people they thought, okay, they are they were kind of a fixture guys like us. We went that way against United. It didn't work out. So two weeks later, it's the same thing. I'm not really sure many people would go against it. And people are saying that Arsenal's look def- uh, are looking good defensively. But you really look at the teams that they played. So last week, they played Watford. Obviously, they're not that good. And they played Leicester, where, you know, Leicester had too many chances on the goal. I think they were were really lucky to come up with a clean sheet Arsenal there. I think Leicester's XG was close to two in that game. And before that, uh, I think they played Aston Villa again, you know, who who got their manager sacked after the performances. So obviously, they were not, not that good. So Arsenal, even though they have been showing good defensive numbers, I think maybe their defense is a little bit overrated. And Liverpool at home, you know, with, with the crowd and their uh, aggressive pressing style, I can definitely see Liverpool winning though, that game in, in the first half itself. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going for anything, anyone else than uh, Salah. But if you really are uh, in a position you want to take that risk, you know, high risk, high reward, then any of the Spurs assets, Cancel or Foden, something that you can look for yeah i think you, you i think this game is a bit of a you know i think with the norwich game uh, with chelsea i think in that game i think it wasn't it was an obvious risk but i think the risk was you know it was pretty much calculated i think it was much more you know uh it seemed much more beneficial if you know to me i think it seemed more logical to, to bet against Salah in a game where, where chelsea play norwich uh but i think this game it, it isn't as much uh Obviously, there's not a standard fixture, in my opinion. 
not not a team in form, and I think Salah is just uh, you know his form just makes me think I cannot trust another player in the given circumstances to you know have my armband with the risk in place because of the effective ownership. So yeah, I think I think I'm just gonna keep uh, Salah, you know, have my head, uh, you know, keep calm and captain Salah. Yeah, this yeah. is effective ownership, right? Lo, if you're going against Salah captaincy, then not only that you are not captaining him, but you are backing him not to score any points because any point that he scores goes against you. So it's it's one thing to, you know, back against him scoring big points to not captain him, but like basically you are uh, you know, uh, pointing to pointing him to blank or hoping him to blank, and in this form, you know, it it really sounds you know uh, playing with fire. I think Aditya also agrees. He he's been uh, scarred as uh you know as well with the captain uh, of Harris. So I think he he definitely agrees. Yeah, uh, with the. Uh, I did see yeah. right few weeks back, even last two episodes. What we have said, we have learned the lesson of not captaining Salah, and we have made sure we have drilled it in our heads that even if I spot a differential captain or somebody else with an easier fixture, I am not going to go that way. Rather stick with Salah at this point, rather than I'll rather play safe than taking risk at this stage. I can take risk towards the end of the season from 35-34 game week onwards. But now I think... You don't you don't have to wait for that long. I mean, uh, Salah is going on uh, African Cup of Nations. So, yeah. I think that that's going to be a fun part of the season where nobody ha- has an easy <laughs> captaincy option, Salah. So, that's going to be a fun part of the season. Yeah, I mean, th- that is one thing. But uh, I think at least they are going for three or four game weeks. Uh, with, I, that's what I've seen. I think from game week 20 onwards or something. So, uh, that's what I read. But I don't know really what is going to happen at that point. We still have a lot to think. We still have to yeah, play like yeah. what eight, eight to ten game weeks in the span of forty days. So the moment most of us are going to stick with Salah. As you said, Salah is number one. If not, then who? Then as you said, Son or maybe one of the City guys or Kane or a Chelsea player because they play Leicester. Or if if I say if I dare I say Cristiano Ronaldo, people will start laughing. So yeah, I, I I was going to say that, but being a United fan, you know, I mean, I'll I don't know, you know, what to hope. Like part of me feels okay if Ronaldo hauls and you know we put a good enough games, it might be good. But I don't know what I want. So you know, I, I probably in terms of real football plus fantasy, I'm probably not thinking about United that much. So it's easy decision you know if you don't have ronaldo it's easy decision you know to not have him if you have him probably you can go for captaining him yes i mean yeah if you don't want to cap salah then i think he might be better option than even ken or son um, but again uh, if you have ronaldo at this point you are either you know huge ronaldo fan or <laughs> you know <laughs> you're lucky I mean... to have him <laughs> at this point if you still manage to have him i think there are many people who still have ronaldo uh but who expected United to play so bad? I mean, I seriously didn't expect the form to turn so badly. But I think if we speak about United, we are going to take a lot of time. So, Chris? Yeah, I think if, if you do, we would stay here all night. <clears throat> it would never end. It would uh, it'll be just you know painful conversation for you guys. Uh, yeah, so I think <clears throat> United is a bit of a premature period to actually tr- put some trust in them. But I could definitely see you guys getting a result against Watford. I mean, 
if you don't, it's going to be worrying, to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I, I just I just think if you own a United asset, if you do, uh, I think you wouldn't really want to captain them. Especially you guys, you are fans too. If the team loses, you're just depressed at this point. So I think we've uh, covered, uh, you know, lots of topics. I think we've I think we've crossed the hour mark almost. Uh, I think you know if you guys don't have anything to add, you know, you know, a question, we we could we could also share our transfer plans. You know, I think we've we've mentioned that, but you know, what is your you know most likely scenario to, you know, what's the most likely scenario for your team, Shiva? So I'm looking at using both my free transfers to move Vardy and Havertz to Kane and uh, 4.5 million midfielder. So I, I can actually uh, have 6.6 in the bank after getting Kane for Vardy. But the reason why I'm going for 4.5 midfielder is I want to get in Trent uh, next week for one of the James or uh, Diaz. So I want to keep some uh, money in the bank. Plus, uh, I don't want to bench one of the Cancelo and Diaz, so I I don't mind having 4.5 uh, midfielder who will be you know slotting into second bench position. So those are my transfer. Again, the next next thing I'm planning like, if if yeah, something yeah. goes if something goes wrong against you know if something convinces me not to go for Kane, then I might downgrade Vardy to Wilson as as we talk. He's uh, probably next best option, and then upgrade Howards to uh, either, uh, not upgrade in terms of price, to Jota uh, uh, or Foden. So that is something also I'm looking at, but it's unlikely to happen uh, because uh, I don't want to have a benching headache to bench one of DS uh, or, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be tough, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, I, I think having a cheap midfielder is not an issue. I also have Delph at 4.4. Uh, just you know, just bench fodder uh, in this case. But I think you know we need we could have it's okay to have one of them. But then again, Aditya, uh, I think you said you might want to get. Uh, do you have you have Son right? So I think you wouldn't want to double up with Kane, right? I can't get in Kane because I have to get funds from elsewhere. Right? I have to downgrade somewhere and get because I have just point nine in the back. So getting Kane is not possible for me at this point. So my plan is very simple. Havertz to Foden or Jota is what is what I'm looking at the moment, and I'm thinking of rolling my other transfer. But if we once we get closer to the deadline with more information from you know, all this press conferences and all those things, injury updates and all, once the players are back from their international duties, we'll have a fair idea, and then I think making transfer-related decisions makes sense. Yeah, I think I think I'm also gonna wait. Uh, I'm still really excited on what I can do at the moment. I, I was also thinking to you know just uh, use one of my free my free transfers, and I'm I'm not sure. It depends on whether I want to bring Kane or Son actually, and whether I want to keep Vardy or Havertz. And it's a bit of a uh, you know I think I'm all over the place, so I, I'm not sure uh, if I should say something right now about it. Um, I'm, I'm just keen to see. Where Howard will will likely start. His form is there definitely. Lukaku uh, has been pictured in training, which is a bit worrying. But you know, uh, I think it's a wait and see for me right now. I hope I can make the right choices. You know, to climb up the rungs. I think we've covered everything, guys. Thank you, Shiva, for being here with us and discussing. It was really nice to have you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys, for having me. I uh, hope everyone had a good you had a good time listening to this pod, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.